Welcome to the Bad Cody Funky Podcast, everyone. Before we begin this uh, movie podcast, we got a few items to get out of the way. Yeah, so today on the uh, Star Wars uh, Instagram page, we had a really, really, some say awesome, other people say bad spoiler of John Boyega. So um, I'm not going to go too far into it, but the, basically the spoiler did have like two added scenes from the movie and explained something from the first from the first um, teaser we saw back in uh, back 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 last year, so yeah, check it out on our website. It's done by myself, yours truly, the Bearded Menace, and now on to Greg. Yeah, so we got a couple of uh, Captain America Civil War kind of announcements going on. Um, first of all, uh, one of the more minor ones, which I think is still pretty cool and made me feel old as usual on this podcast. Uh, Aunt May was cast for Spider Man. Um, and it is none other than Marissa Tomei. Now, if that name sounds familiar to you, then good job. You are good at watching movies and keeping up with hot Italian ladies. Um, she was in the hit movie My Cousin Vinny as Vinny's wife. She was also uh, featured in Rescue Me towards the latter half of it. And also a, a couple of other, She was also in The Wrestler as well. Um and speaking of Civil War, we actually got treated uh, courtesy of Jeremy Renner's uh, Twitter page. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Jeremy Renner plays Hawkeye in the Avengers and Marvel Cinematic Universe. We got a taste of the two different sides from Captain America and from Iron Man. If you want to find out what who's on what side, go to badcoyotefunky.com later this week and you will know. Coming to you live from across the 8th dimension, it's the Adventures of the Bad Coyote Funky Podcast. Welcome to the Bad Coyote Funky Podcast, everyone. We've got another movie club with you. And with us yeah, today, <laughs> we've got the one and only Booster Greg. What up? Sorry, I got excited to jump the gun. <laughs> the bearded man is David. Yo. And TV's Casey. Hello. I'm Sergio. Welcome, everybody. We got a pretty cool movie club, an interesting movie that you guys may not have heard of, but uh, is a blast from the past. Casey? Yeah. So this one is The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. Uh, and if you listen to the preview, I have told you exactly what it's about over and over again because of how hysterical the description is. A 1984 American science fiction film. Concerning the efforts of the multi-talented Dr. Buckaroo Banzai, a physicist, neurosurgeon, test pilot, and rock musician, tasked to save the world from a band of interdimensional aliens called Red Lectroids from Planet 10. And... It's so... Yeah! It, it's so ridiculous, Casey. Like, it's just like... <laughs> it has that, like, Star Wars style, not quite, but, like, scrolling text about, like, kind of what's been going on and, like, the, the intro to this character... And when I read that, I was like, this is nuts. This is this character, Buckaroo Banzai, is a nine year old's ideal of what the perfect adult is. Like, not yes. only is he a neurosurgeon, but he's a rock star. He is a test pilot. He was married and then lost her 
through i don't even know did they say she died i don't remember um and then found her twin sister which Some is you know just, circumstance yeah twin sister is just as good just as good really I, I just love how in the scrolling text it says like his mother was american his father was japanese thus th- like thus like creating the quest he will have for us his life it's like how does that make him do the things he want to do? Having his mom American, his dad Japanese. It's like I thought it was kind of hilarious. I just just because of yeah. that he because of that he's a man of two worlds, East and West. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny too is they like they they purposely put that in there, right? Like you know his heritage, and then he's just played by a white guy, which I think is pretty fucking funny. Um, something else that's, that's pretty interesting to note too is um just like like the cast in this movie it's just so many people like like we were saying um on the preview podcast obviously robocop himself peter weller is the star of the movie we also have jeff goldblum in there um and well there it is yeah (laughs) like jeff goldblum dressed in a ridiculous cowboy outfit such a before you go any further can we talk about that yeah. yeah, and it's funny because he's like Jeff. Jeff he's Jeff Goldblum in that movie. He wasn't anyone else. He's just being Jeff Goldblum, like how Jeff Goldblum is. And it's just like the shirt. Just every time he would show up in the scene, you could just not help but look at him. You know, even if he wasn't like anything big, he just couldn't stop help. You just you had to watch him. Like, oh yeah, look at that. It's Jeff Goldblum in that fucking shirt. Well, oh, oh, there it is. You know, just yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, I love when, like, he shows up in that outfit, too. Because the first time we see him, we see him in the beginning when they're doing, like, the whole, like, cutting to all the different aspects of Buckery Banzai. So he's, like, oh, yeah. you know, he's doing the test pilot thing. He's doing brain surgery. You know, they're cutting back and forth. And we you see Jeff Goldblum, you know, dressed up in scrubs and the mask and everything like that. Um, and then it cuts to a lot later where he meets up with the gang. And he's wearing this ridiculous cowboy outfit. And, like, I think that's what he thinks Buckaroo Banzai's crew dresses like because it would appear that in this movie Jeff Goldblum is not a part of the crew yet. Yeah. He, oh or, yeah. He is, that's he's, right. He's, he's he's totally green. Like he's he's brand new blood. Yeah, because I don't think he even knew how to fire a gun. That show tell him like point it that way. He's like, oh oh yeah. Right. Yeah. So he's like you know he's the new guy in it for sure. Like if if you were to like redirect this movie like nowadays you would probably have Jeff Gold, Goldblum's character be the main character. And have Buckaroo Banzai be like a, a secondary character or in the background or something like that, you know? Because he he's your everyman in this. He's the guy that you are supposed to most likely relate to. Um, he's the fresh eyes on the scene. But I love, like, the line that he says. So he meets up with the guys and Buckaroo Banzai is just like, yeah, whatever, cool. Like, you know, good to see you. Thanks for stopping by. Like, make yourself at home, whatever. And then, like, the other guys. What, what's his posse's name, Casey? The uh, It's the Hong Kong Cavaliers. The Hong Kong Cavaliers. Um, they're all just like, what are you wearing? That's ridiculous. And I love Jeff Goldblum's line. He's just like, what, is he making fun of me? Like, he's just like, this is how I dress. Like, it's you, just so like, yeah. Why are you making fun just... of me? And uh, isn't he the only one where like he just doesn't have like a like a cool call sign nickname? Like he's just called New Jersey. But like he he has yeah. like an actual name. The rest of them are just like they all just operate by the their cool names. Yeah, yeah, like he's, compl- was, he's like, completely the, the, the new guy in this. Perfect Tommy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Perfect Tommy. Yeah, that's it. It's like, why do I let her borrow my jacket? Because you're perfect. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good, good point. <laughs> good point. Um, 
did anyone else kind of see, think that like so they had um that old japanese professor in it right yeah like and he was kind of like um i don't know like the almost like the mentor of the group maybe sure like he's like the the wise of it is it felt like for the longest time i just thought it was a dude in like yellow face oh god he had some makeup on <laughs> yeah so i was yeah, like and he's like, <laughs> super like right like he's super he's like stereotypical yeah he's like a caricature holy toledo <laughs> i was yeah, like exactly. what I fr- no I, at first i was like wait a minute is that i had to look too so i I'm, i know what you mean yeah, because yeah, that was like I literally watched it. I made a note of yeah, that. Yeah, he oh kept putting God, out all I these can't... like really cheesy lines, and I was like, "Uh, wait a minute, is this uh, hang on, a tick?" I can't unsee that now. I literally cannot unsee that. It's like, oh my <laughs> yeah. God, he's right. It's like it's like God speaking to me. It dawned on me, like it is yellow face. It has to be at this point. Yeah. Well, I don't think <laughs> I, it is though. I think the guy is actually Japanese. I think it's just old makeup, but it's just really bad old makeup. <laughs> I noticed. Probably, I noticed probably... it when he uh, when he hands the overthruster to Penny. Like you can, yeah. it, it does a real close up on his face, and I'm like, what? What is that on his nose? It's like, is that is that old guy makeup, or did he get hit with something? Like, I just yeah. had no idea. It was but, like yeah, it was, it it was pretty prevalent when like I first saw him, but I was like, whatever, you know, it's not a big deal. Um, I'm probably just being ridiculous. And then it kept on showing him. I was like, that's gotta be like yellow face or something. That's really. And then I thought, about <laughs> like, well, it's the '80s. Like, you know, they've done worse, I guess. Um. But he, you know, he was kind of a cool thing. Uh, John Lithgow was like an awesome villain. I oh, thought. he, he completely, was just, like, he completely so stole stereotypical. Oh, absolutely. He was just like a normal dude, like a normal Russian scientist gets kind of half put into this other dimension, and he just like comes back out crazy. Yeah. Just, was he possessed or crazy? Like I could. Uh, I think it was crazy. I think because when he went to the other dimension, like, and they were just beating him in the head. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, okay, yeah. I think it just made him go crazy because I guess mankind wasn't ready to see what he was about to see, and he was just like, uh, okay, I'm going to say now because I don't comprehend anything in this dimension. They had a. <laughs> they, I think they had a throwaway line that he had something inside of him, but I'm just like, I'm more readily able to accept that he's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, just the whole scene yeah. where he, he runs out, he, he runs outside and then he he like looks back and sneers and then just continues to run outside. <laughs> yeah, oh, I love those that supervillain look too. He always gives it like that first time we saw that like that whole look that whole snare is like I was like that's awesome and he, he does it a couple times too. Um, before I forget, did anyone notice who the orderly was that kept them making fun of John Lithgow? It's it's Mike from uh, Breaking Bad. It's Mike Bad. from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Did you guys see that? No. Besides Casey. Yeah. So remember the orderly who's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever, Doc. That guy. Yeah. That's Mike from Breaking Breaking Bad. Ah. That he's also was if you listen to our previous podcast, <laughs> um, he was the voice of Commissioner Gordon in Arkham Knight as well. Ah. But I, I saw him and I was like. Is that him? And I think his name is Jonathan Banks. I was like, is that Jonathan Banks? It can't be. And then he started talking. I was like, holy shit. He's been acting before Breaking Bad? <laughs> what? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, they, 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 just, they have careers he, he hasn't before. He has been a crush the old man forever. They do exist. I know. <laughs> <laughs> thing, I, like, I want to bring it back to John Lithgow really quick. Not from like yeah. the way his character portrayal, but like, I don't think I've ever seen a movie he was in. That he did not take the role seriously. Yeah, that's very... I mean, that's the sign of a good actor, in my opinion. Yeah, like, this movie was... 
I mean, it, it. He wasn't gonna win an Oscar for this movie, but I'm just saying, like, it's <laughs> it's a good cheesy movie, but like he really took that role seriously. You could tell, like, he put his all into that role. He's like, I am an actor, and I will act the shit out of this fucking role. Yeah, and, like, and and not only is he a good actor, he's a good character actor, which I think really works. I think, and no one freaks out like John actors. Lithgow can. Like nobody can freak out like oh, he does. Like sure. he goes from like zero to oh my fucking god in six seconds. You know. Oh my god! Oh, for sure, there's something on the wing, and he just—I mean, like any movie he's been, he does quickly just flip out like so quick. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he's—I know he's talented from Dexter, and you know, you watch him on Third Dark from the Sun, and you watch him on Dexter, and you're just like, holy shit, this guy has it's, range. It's, it is yeah. truly terrifying, the tr- as the Trinity yeah. Killer in Dexter. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like anyone who gives another killer the creeps. Like that's a lot of power that you have to be able to portray, and John Lithgow accomplished that in in Spades for sure. Uh, but then you watch him in Buckaroo Banzai playing like a cheesy like nineteen eighties. Well, he's really playing like a villain from the nineteen fifties. Like he's getting that kind of motif going on, that whole like macaroni craft macaroni and cheese going on. Um, and then you just kind of watch his Crab career and macaroni it, it, and cheese. I like that. Well, yeah, it's it's the cheesiest. Because <laughs> the cheesiest. <laughs> uh, now you think you're clever for thinking of that? No, uh, no I, I I can't take it. I didn't think think about that. That, that. That's something one of my one of my buddies has been using, and I'm stealing it. No, so you should have. You just oh, said no. it was yours. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna edit that part out Dream. and post. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you like you see. It's good to see that, like, an actor who is good now has always had that dedication, even, you know, 20, 30 years ago, which is, you know, it's just nice to see. Um, speaking of actors, Clancy Brown and Christopher Lloyd were also in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know Christopher yeah, Lloyd was going to be that. in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, everyone knows Christopher Lloyd as Doc Brown. Uh, Clancy Brown, some people may not know, he's the voice of Lex Luthor in. Um, the 90s Superman cartoon. No shit. And he's the yeah, he's the he Kurgan also... in Highlander, of course. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah I forgot about yeah. that. And he Better was a drill sergeant out in... Um, fade away. He was a drill sergeant in... Uh, Gen- like Sergeant Zim in um, Starship Troopers. Yes. Was he? That's right. Yeah. That. Put your hand on that um, wall! He was also in Lost for a bit. Um, he was in the bunker with Desmond for a little while. Pet and... Cemetery too. Pet Cemetery too, and most recently, uh, the Flash. He's in the Flash. Did we did we say Mr. Krabs? Because he's totally Mr. Krabs. Oh, Mr. Krabs. Oh yeah, <laughs> Mr. Krabs. <laughs> that's the, that's the money maker. Uh, we're right going there. through his whole pedigree. Let's go with Gargoyles. Also, he was in that. Yep. Was he in Gar? Was he, he uh, uh, Brooklyn? Uh, in no. the first, um, yeah, when the Hudson. first episode, when like the no, no, he wasn't Hudson. In the first episode, the uh, barbarians that raid the castle. He's like the lead barbarian. I think his name was Deacon oh. or something like that. I did not did not it's, know that. It's interesting seeing him like so young, too. Like not what I expected he would look like young. You know what I mean? Like he had more like a Seth Rogen vibe than anything else. Like with the yeah, hair a bit. and the, the facial hair. Even yeah. even seeing Peter Weller um, this young was a little unnerving. It it almost looked like he'd Right. I mean, this this whole thing is about like a reptilian conspiracy, obviously, because the you know, the the lec- the electroids are, you know, they they look like sort of lizardy people. But when you look at Peter Weller's skin, it's so smooth and and Peter Weller. <laughs> yeah. It's not, he go, it's not he just, old. He, 
Yeah. He almost looks like that guy that's that's in those weird movies like The Hills Have Eyes where there's just something not quite right about his skin. <laughs> yeah, yep. You know that guy? There's that there's that one guy? Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. He has a like weird like bug eye almost. Yep, I know what you're talking what about. What is this? I'm gonna I'm gonna find his <laughs> name because it's driving me crazy. Oh whatever, uh, it's fine. But but yeah, no, it's just um, I don't, he just looks so like just so clean. And when normally when you see him now, he's he's just so grizzled because all he plays is dirty cops. Yeah. So to see to see him here like that as basically the doctor was was dope. Yeah, I mean. It was just like it, it just takes a bit. Like the voice isn't even as deep as it is now, which I mean makes sense. You know, the older get, deeper voice gets, but like it was just like, is that Peter Weller? And then he says a couple of things like, yeah, I guess that's Peter Weller. Um, and it's just yeah, it's just like I I thought pretty I felt pretty disconnected seeing like everyone so young, Peter Weller, uh, Clancy Peter Brown, Weller. Ex- except Jeff Goldblum. I was just like, yep, that's Jeff Goldblum. Yep, no, he doesn't look any younger. Even though, like, I know what he looks like now, and he does look a bit older. But it's like, nope, that, that's 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 what I remember. Yeah, dress park, yeah. sure. Yeah, and well, there <laughs> it is. Gonna... Yeah. Um. Did <laughs> so remember when, like, in, in the beginning, he's doing his test pilot thing, and he's doing it in the car that can go between dimensions and like drive through mountains, essentially. Um. Did anyone? Did you guys see the make of the car? Yeah, it was like a Ford truck, a mid-sized Ford truck. Yeah, it was a Ford. All I could think of when he was driving it through the mountain was just like, built Ford tough. Through a mountain. (laughs) 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 That's funny. It was just like, it was so prominent, like crazy product placement. And you wouldn't think that would like, whether it's meant to be product placement or not, you wouldn't think that it would be like, you know, in a movie like Buckaroo Banza. You kind of just kind of figure they'd like duct tape over all the logos and insignias of everything. Uh, but that was just like center of the screen for me. Like Ford, built Ford tough. Buckaroo Banzai drives a Ford. Why don't you? Kind of thing. Um, now with Coming soon, an oscillation overthruster jet engine. <laughs> um, the other thing that was kind of funny too, so... I know we're jumping around in the movie quite a bit, but remember when like they were playing in the in the bar or the club or whatever? Um, did you notice did that you, Pucker did... Banzai's like guitar playing wasn't syncing up at all? <laughs> <laughs> it was just like way off for like half of the song, and then I think someone realizes it, so like they told him how to play a couple chords that are like in the in the actual song. Yeah, and I was like, oh man, like what are you, what are you guys my, gonna? My whole thing was the cheese when he's like, "There's a woman crying in here. Why are you crying?" That that. Oh man. Okay, that, okay, that part was actually amazing. I was just like, "Wait, what? What is this?" And then, Through- and then everybody looked around. They're like, "Wait, uh, what are you talking about? There's somebody crying here in the room." And he was right. And she's like, "Oh, it's me." <laughs> like what? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> It's like through all the music and the ruckus and the drinking and everyone going crazy, he hears the damsel in distress. It's like, what the fuck? Fuck you, Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> and he calls her out on her shit, too. It's like, why are you crying? And she's like, I don't want to say it. And he goes, no, you're going to fucking say it. Someone get a spotlight and a microphone on her right now. We're going to figure this out. And, and his buddies are just like, what is he doing? This is really weird. Like, this doesn't happen. Even even later with her when she's when she's locked up, um, my my favorite bit is it's just like it's like 
oh, where are you going? It's like, I've got a date. And then, bam, just cuts to prison. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, it's just like, yeah, it's like, hey, what's going on? It's like, I made it up. You know, all this, you know, about the the line. And then it just gets into this whole thing. It's like, you know, that she's like his, his wife's, like, twin. It's like, this stuff is completely crazy. Like, they meet by pure happenstance, but then they just do this, like, this, these, this jump cuts to where he needs to be. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, it's, it's definitely one of those movies that feels like it was made on the fly. You know, it's just like, they probably had a script and then they threw it out. I would, I would describe this as movie in a blender. Like, they took all the, yeah, they, they, they took all these elements of stuff they would want to see in a movie, you know, played up with, I guess, with the right amount of camp. Although it, I think what one thing that that bothered me about this movie is that, just from the script, it doesn't take itself too seriously. But some of the acting in it is kind of like, like you can see that they're sort of having a good time, but that the actors themselves probably think this is super weird, and they probably had a moment of why am I in this film? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Uh, especially the name is attached to that that movie too. Yeah, like at that point, Although, Chris, maybe, Christopher maybe Lloyd not like, at had, the a, time, had a right? career. Oh, Christopher Lloyd had a career at that point, sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was at least in in um, what do you call it with um, Taxi? With, uh, taxi, yeah. Thank you, Taxi. Yeah, he was with a, Danny just DeVito off Taxi. And, yeah, um, probably go on his way into uh, Back to the Future. Almost right. certainly. What year was this that? Is, 19... This is 1985. Yeah, so, like, right before. So, yeah, I mean, like, some people definitely were established at that point, and some people were probably, you know, not so much. But, you know, it, it's just, it definitely does, like, you're right, feel like it's, it feels like they just, like, yeah, I want this in it, 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 just make it work, just go. And this is the scene where we do the thing with the lady, and this is the thing where you play the guitar and then the horn, and you seamlessly go through them because you're a badass like that. And yeah. this is the scene where you drive through a mountain. He's like, whoa, this doesn't make any sense. I, don't, I think um, we needed um, B.D. Wong to kind of give us some exposition. <laughs> a little, yeah, a little, little bit of explaining. <laughs> We actually, this movie did have I mean, a fair like, amount of like uh, pseudo scientific dialogue explained, like when they're yeah, even yeah. when they're talking about how like Orson Welles' radio broadcast like may have just been like a real account of events, which is pretty cool, by the way. Anytime anybody ever decides to make War of the Worlds like a yeah. like a, a historical event, um, yeah. I, I always like that. That, but that even the the, cool. the, like... the 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 science conference when he's talking about like the thing in the jar, you know, it, like they yeah, there's just so much like like babble. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there there is a lot of babble. There's a lot of parts where um, I kind of I kind of zoned out a couple parts. Like I definitely like I enjoyed this movie. Um, I thought it was about a half an hour too long, but. I mean that that's just me. Like a lot of the part, like it was just I enjoy like the like ridiculous stuff like about that, and like how he's able to play a French horn and then play the guitar and like without missing a beat. How he can hear a single woman cry through like a crazy like club, you know how he can drive through a mountain and then find like you know like touch this like electricity thing without getting hurt and find something attached to it. Um, and then it's and then you know, or even like the the thing it's it's like imprinted into his hand, the. The yeah, DNA sequence or whatever. Like, move that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
and how he, he he can just literally give it to anyone else by licking his hand and making the the same mark on them. <laughs> yeah. Just like a copy of it. Yep. Um, yeah, just stuff at like the that end, is like ridiculous. Like, but... like half piloting an alien spacecraft. I mean, it's like yeah, one one thing after another. Should have had he should have had Jeff Goldblum do it. <laughs> Maybe he would have been a little better in Independence Day. Sometimes I just like to like make the same continuity from movies that have nothing to do with each other. Like I'm gonna just gonna say in my mind that Jeff Goldblum's character is the same as Independence Day for some reason. It's a shared universe. Make, make that a it's a shared universe. Just make that a shared. And well, there it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's from New Jersey, right? And Independence Day, he was in New York. So maybe New York. Oh yeah, yeah. Good. You never know. He's, a, he's yeah. a bridge away. Yeah. Oh, can we can we talk about how Peter Weller started singing to the girl crying? And and how his singing like, voice is actually kind of amazingly croony. <laughs> it was like, yeah, like I I couldn't I couldn't listen to it. And then she tried to kill herself, but like you know, after listening to him sing, I kind of understand that sentiment. Yeah. Um, it, it was just like, ugh, come on, Peter Weller, just 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 keep it moving, keep it moving. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if anyone else have any thoughts about the movie or anything. I'll admit, well, like, I saw the movie when I was like a little kid, and I thought it was like great, and for some reason. The magic didn't fully cross over. Usually when I see a movie again that I saw when I was a little kid and I thought it was awesome, no matter how bad it is, I think it's like still great. You know, for instance, like Flash Gordon or um Savior the, uh, of the Universe. The la- or like The Last Dragon pretty much. Like those are like really cheesy movies that you know that when I watch if I watch them as an adult I wouldn't think they're great, but since I saw them as a kid, I think they're awesome. And for some reason, like Buckaroo Banzai didn't cross over, and I don't know why. Yeah. Well, there's some things, too, that, like, you probably didn't pick up on as a kid. Um, and there's some things that, that I almost missed, too. And, like, I, I definitely know there's, like, a bunch of movies, and I definitely want to talk about that just later. But I wanted to run a few things by you guys that I picked up on in Buckaroo Banzai. And I don't know if I'm just reading too much into it like I typically do. Um, classic Greg. Did... Yeah, classic classic Greg. Um so obviously all the aliens are named John, like John Parker, stuff like that. Their first name is John. John um, Big Casey, Booty, John Smallberries. On... Yeah, so all that. Did you pick up on one of the names on the list? I saw that and I was like, no shit. And it made sense because who plays John Parker but Carl Lumbly? Also uh, voice of... Martian Manhunter. Casey, you can do this. Martian Manhunter. One of the names yep. on the list was John Jones. Was it? There was a John, yeah. There was a John Jones. Oh, I didn't. Which is I didn't for those of you who don't know, is is the Martian Manhunter's secret identity. Whether that's on purpose or not, I don't know. There's, there's no way but it could have been. It's it's, it's like cool. twenty years ahead of its time. Really? For Martian the only Manhunter? other, yeah. Well, no, no. I mean, I mean, Martian when Manhunter's Martian had Man? that secret identity. He's had that forever. But I mean, right, right. with but not with Carl Lumley, Lumley yeah. as Martian Manhunter. Yeah, that's that's a very interesting coincidence. Yeah. I mean, the only things I've yeah, ever that's, seen that's Carl Lumley awesome. do outside of voice acting are this, and I'm pretty sure he played a Klingon in a few episodes of Next Generation. And he was an alias. I didn't see it. The hit show with Jennifer <laughs> Garner. I watched, I, I watched, um, well, I mean, I watched, like, this was. it was on Netflix for a while. I don't know if it still is, and it's five seasons. I watched four because the fifth was terrible. 
dear oh, God, boy. did I just stop caring about it? But it had a lot of like cool people in it, and you know anything with Carl Lumley in it, I'm I'm down for. Um, the other thing that I thought was interesting was um, obviously the three characters they or the three actors they picked for the three aliens that are stranded on Earth are two of them at least are guys that you usually see as aliens, right? Christopher Lloyd and I don't remember the other guy's name. Um, I don't know if you guys have that up or not, but it's always guys that just play offbeat kind of kind of characters. Um, and it's interesting that I found is that all of the bad aliens in this were white and all the good ones were black. I thought that was really cool. I don't know if you guys picked up on that. Well, they made a, a point that it was like the the black electrons and the red. Yeah. Right, right. But that, that, that's yeah. cool. It was a good, good little touch. It's like a little, little bit of black exploitation in there too. Well, it was, um, you know what I mean? Was it a? Uh, I forget her name. Ros. Oh, Rosalind Cash. Now that I'm looking at it, I mean, you can, you can check her out mm. on Wikipedia, and you look at that glorious afro that she's rocking in 1971. Yeah. Hell um. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was also the love interest in Omega Man. That's cool. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Um. But yeah, talk about black exploitation. I mean, damn, you picked a, a winner there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, like it just goes shows like it just goes to show this movie is just like a, a mishmash of different genres and and just all and they don't really leave anything out. You got your romance in there, you got your black exploitation, you got your science fiction, you got your a little bit of musical in there. Like they kind of just go all over the board except drama. Not a lot of drama in there, which is interesting. Um Oh yeah. Anyways, back to back to Dave's initial point before I went off on my little tangent. As we do here, uh, movies that you you watch as a kid and you rewatch them, and you're like, oh god. I I do oh, want to say the Last Dragon holds up. That movie is ridiculous and extremely fun all at the same time. Oh, absolutely. Hell yes. Especially oh, the soundtrack, like the the ultimate '80s soundtrack. It's just like, yeah, such a great movie. And it's just one of those movies that takes itself seriously, but at the same time, it doesn't. I am the Shogun. Mm-hmm. Who's the master? Shonuff? Shonuff. Yeah. Who is the prettiest? Shonuff. One year for Halloween or for Comic Con, I will be <laughs> Shonuff. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think about a movie that I've seen as a kid and I've have rewatched it. Like all of them that I can think of right now are like still good. Like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Still a classic. Ooh. Well, yeah. Like, you can watch that as an adult and still think it's freaking great. Yeah, I yeah, love I mean, that, Who Framed that Roger That was just revolutionary. Yeah. That's just a revolutionary movie. Like, they added, like, you know, live action with, you know, hand-drawn animation, and they made it work. It's the reason why Space Jam is a thing. Yeah. 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 Everybody the get up. Why it's hate... time to slam now. The reason why, like, I dislike Disney World when I was a little kid is because of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like, because when we first went... And I, oh, I, yeah. I just freshly saw who Ranger, who who Fame Roger Rabbit. We go to Disney World, and like in my head, you know, I'm like five or six. So I'm thinking this is real. Like cartoons really live like that. You know what I mean? Yep. And so we're going to Disney World where like Disney characters live, and we're, we're gonna see Mickey Mouse. Then I'm gonna see Bugs Bunny because he's my favorite cartoon. You know, in my head, there was no difference between Warner Brothers and Disney. They were all cartoons. They all lived in the same world. You know. Mm-hmm. So we go there, and I flip shit because we can't find Bugs Bunny. You know. And my mom and dad are like, yeah, but we're we're in Disney. I'm like, but Mickey Mouse is here. Why is there not Bugs Bunny? And they, they just could not explain to me why there was no Bugs Bunny. There was no, no matter what they said, 
as a little kid, I couldn't comprehend, and like I just hated Disney like that whole day. Like, there's no Bugs Bunny. This is stupid. I want to see Bugs Bunny. Makes you, makes you really appreciate so, the that's whole weird. crossover like, aspect of that film. That's weird. Like, yeah, I, I never yeah. got that because like uh, when when I was a kid, like I was just like, oh, why is Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse in the same fucking thing? Like, like to me, like yeah. when I was a kid, like I understood that. So that's it's weird that you had like a different. That's I want to say weird, but that's cool. You had a different experience because I remember thinking. Like to myself, I'm like, oh, that's interesting how they're together because they're not together. I don't know. I guess because like there was different channels for the different cartoons, yeah. and that's how I put it together. Like, okay, Bugs Bunny's on this channel, and Mickey Mouse is on this channel, and everything else is on this channel. So I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, they're not the same channel, so that makes sense. I know that's that's my, how I put just, it together as a kid. Yeah, well, my disappointment is a lot more irrational than uh, Dave's disappointment. My, wait, my thing wait, as a kid. More <laughs> irrational than mine? Irrational. <laughs> yeah. So, well, at least, Where we're at least going, we so. don't need oh, rationality. Need. <laughs> yeah. So, when I was a kid, I would always see things like, you know, meet the Ninja Turtles. Awesome. In my mind, because of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, they are two-dimensional, hand-drawn, animated characters. When I see a guy in the suit, that's not fucking Leonardo. That's a guy in a suit. Where's Leonardo? I was promised Leonardo. And I remember, like, really young, just flipping a shit because it wasn't even a guy in a suit. It was a guy in a handmade suit with, like, his face painted eating pizza. Charging, like, the place, like, 50 bucks to, like, be Donatello or something stupid like that. And I was just like, that's not fucking him. And I, like, just flipped a shit and stormed out. And he was like, wait, buddy, like, I'm real. And I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> I'm real. <laughs> um, so when I went to Disney World, it was kind of a disappointment because I was like, oh, like, you know, cartoons aren't real amongst living people. That kind of sucks. Like, I wish it was. Um, so it wasn't a matter of, like, continuity and stuff like that because I think I had more of a mentality. Like, Serge did. It was like, all right, like, Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny's on, the, on Warner Brothers. You know, they're on their channel doing their little thing and you know mickey mouse is on the disney channel which i have to watch scrambled as if it's like you know pay-per-view naughty um <laughs> i think i saw a boo it was just no like... wait that's just one of his ears damn it <laughs> what channel are we watching uh, and then it turns out you're watching the discovery channel and it's just like <laughs> brain surgery <laughs> oh man um but yeah it was, it was just like it was just such a disappointment it's like two-dimensional characters aren't real it was kind of like when, you know, all the other non-Jewish kids found out that Santa Claus wasn't real. Spoilers, Santa Claus <laughs> wasn't real. Um, you son of a bitch! I feel like bitch. you guys with your yes. with your antics have caused many a mall Santa some kind of trauma. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, I mean, I feel, I feel like a mall Santa is more... I don't know, more apt to be more realistic. I mean, you pretty much shut down fake Donatello. I can only imagine what the fuck you did to Santa Claus, (laughs) you monster. It was such... Well, I mean, I did nothing (laughs) to Santa Claus. I'm I'm Jewish, so I never got to sit in Santa Claus' lap. I was the kid walking around being like, he's not real. What's what's going on? That's weird. That's that's weird. And then the Easter Bunny. Don't even get me started on that. I was the kid kid who uh, would sit in Santa's lap just because... I mean, and not to be like a sad story, but I found out very early on as a child that Santa wasn't real. Just because mm-hmm. we were poor. So, mm-hmm. like, I was that kid who would sit on his lap just because I knew it was a guy in a suit. And just look at him straight and I'd be like, so when are you going to bring me my family, Santa? Oh, God. I want them to come back. It's so oh, lonely. God. It's so lonely in the orphanage, Santa. Santa. can you let my dad When are they coming prison? back? <laughs> yeah, like, I would say, like, fucked up <laughs> shit like that. And I'm pretty sure, like, till this day, it stuck with them. Like, oh, my God, this poor kid sat on my lap. And 
he wanted me to bring his family back to the die in a fire. It's like, I don't know how to live with myself now. You know, I was, I was that little kid. I'd like to think I would be the little kid who would be like, I want Optimus Prime. I can't do that kid. That doesn't, I want Voltron. That's like the same thing. I want Optimus Primal. I don't even know who that is, kid. I want a TIE Fighter. Okay, okay, I'll get you a TIE Fighter. Really? No. I just would have been like that obnoxious kid. And just like wet my snot on him and get away. <laughs> I remember thinking that, like, oh, this guy can't possibly be Santa Claus. So I knew the mall Santas were fake. But it was just a thing for my parents. Because of how much they really wanted me to, like, take a picture with the guy. But I, I, yeah. I always remembered, like, oh, um, but I remember buying into, like, they were, like, his emissaries or some stupid thing like that. Like, they were the guys <laughs> who were sent to the real world because the real Santa was busy up in the North Pole doing things. <laughs> I am an emissary of the great St. Nicholas. But I, and then, and then, and then I was still young and I kind of, and I kind of figured, like, there's no way he's making these toys. Like in my head, it just it just didn't make any sense, and and you know because I was I would get presents from Santa, and I would get presents uh, from my parents as well. And for the record, my, 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 I think my dad always hated the Santa thing because he was just like, um, I bought him that, not Santa, you know. But mom, yeah. but it's but the whole Santa thing is around just so kids can have an imagination because it's really important for kids to have an imagination. So that's why people still do it, well, and sure. that's why people have it. Uh, but yeah. like my dad like didn't want to do it because he's like I want him to know that I bought it for him. Like I bought my son that. Like he has a bike because of me, not because of some big, <laughs> some fictional fat, fat fictional fuck. white guy, <laughs> <laughs> some old fat fuck. Yeah, but mom was like, no, he used to have, and and it worked out because I have a huge imagination still to this day. So. You know, but yeah, I, I remember thinking it was the whole emissary thing. I don't know who told me that lie, but I remember believing <laughs> it. I remember like, I was just like, yeah, that does make sense. I'm, I'm well, little. Like, when you say emissary, all I can picture is like a bunch of Santa Claus dudes, like dressing like battle armor and whatnot, showing up with flags. I represent the Klaus. <laughs> I represent the Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like sometimes when like grownups put grown up logic on things, kids tend to... Be like, yeah, no, that makes sense. That's a thing. So, like, a, a story about that is, I, I don't remember this, but my parents tell it, is when I was a kid, I lost one of my one of my teeth. By the way, Peter, sir, I, I, I love those stories. Like, I don't remember, but my parents yeah. told me. I love those Yeah, my parents just tell me this story. So, <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, must, it must be true. No, no, I, I love um, No, they're true. It's just that I love that you're, you're yeah. smart enough not to remember. And it's just like, oh, this is what little Greg did. Yeah, little Greg. It's like a different person. Yeah. A Gregly. Um, anyways, so, yeah, it's a Gregly. <laughs> Um, Greggles, little Greggles, little um, Greg rocks. <laughs> um, so I'm, you know, a little kid lost a tooth, put it underneath the, the pillow, and like, you know, I don't know if you guys were, I was super excited to get like a dollar out of that or however much money I would get. It was probably, I think it was a dollar. Um, it was before inflation really hit. So <laughs> before inflation, you're, you're so Jewish. Before inflation, kids these days getting getting ten dollars uh, for a the front most tooth? Jewish thing I've ever heard you say in your life. Anyways, uh, so I put it under, and I'm really pumped, and I can't, you know, I'm so excited, I can't really go to sleep. And then, you know, my parents are like, if you don't go to sleep, because they're not gonna fun, come, fun, blah blah. blah. So I'm like, all right, fine. You know, I, I finally get to sleep. I wake up the next morning, the goddamn tooth's still there. <laughs> what the fuck. So I go to my parents and I'm just like hysterical. I'm like, the tooth fairy didn't come. And it's, it's, this is a Monday, by the way. Um, so my dad wakes up, he looks at me, looks at the clock and it's like five or six, six o'clock in the morning. It's pretty early. And, um, he looks at me, he goes, 
it's Labor Day. Tooth Fairy doesn't work on Labor Day. And I, I look at him, I go, oh, okay, that makes sense. And I just go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the, the Tooth Fairy doesn't work on holidays, obviously. You know, there's still labor laws intact. <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, like it immediately calmed down. What an odd thing to tell like, a child. Yeah, to bed. <laughs> but it made sense. No, and kudos like, to you know, your dad, man. He just yeah, like... Quick on his feet. Yeah, he just woke up, look at you. His eyes are probably sore from sleep, and it's like, what the fuck can I say to him? Make him shut up. Yeah, it's, so it, it was, it's Labor Day. It was probably something where I went to bed at like 11 or 12 o'clock at night, and he was just like dead tired. He's like, I'm not waiting for this goddamn kid. And he just fell asleep. Like, that's what I would fucking do. Like, too bad, kid. You're not getting your money tonight. You go to bed at a decent hour. I knew, I knew that, I know that the whole like two, three thing was bullshit. I just couldn't prove it. So it was cool yeah. to me that I never, um, yeah, I never, I never saw it happen. Like my parents were really, really slick, really slick. I, I yeah. remember, I remember like, like, like leaving, leaving my teeth in my pillow, going to the bathroom and then going back and then like, uh, like money was there or some shit. I don't know if my mom was just like waiting on the corner, like a ninja, like a mom ninja or something. Oh, it had to have been. But it was amazing. Do you remember, like, like, and my, my mom told me too later on, like, yeah, she was she was being like really, really slick, and I was just like, damn it, I knew it. <laughs> I was just like, and she's like, oh, what? You always knew it wasn't real. I'm like, well, yeah. She's like, well, but okay, so you bought Santa Claus, not the Tooth Fairy. I'm like, well, I mean, you know, there's only so much you can believe as a kid, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Like, she's a, she, a fat guy that can fit down a skinny chimney. You'll believe, but a little tiny fairy. My my, uh, my, my mom always That's went ridiculous. the extra mile. Who wants my she, teeth? Uh, she like did like a glitter trail coming from the window. That's oh, so... Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. That's crazy. And I, when That's I was older, I, yeah. I confronted I, her about I, it. I was like, Mom, glitter, really? She's like, you were a, when you slept as a kid, you were like, you were in a coma. I could lift your whole head and the pillow. I could take two, th- two teeth at a time. <laughs> like, it was a piece of cake. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. I remember, um, and this is something that I remember just really quickly. One time... Uh, I remember being like a dollar's just not enough. Like I really, I think I just really wanted like a bunch of comics or something like that. I really just wanted to have like money to buy things. So I remember leaving a note. I hit my lost my tooth. I hid it in my sock drawer and I left the note underneath because I I knew that you know the te- tooth fairy had some sort of magic or technology where she knew when I lost the tooth, <laughs> so she would be by for that tooth. So I hid it and I left a note saying like, "Dear tooth fairy, if you don't leave me at least five dollars, you are never getting." Wow, <laughs> tooth fairy. So I put that under. I put that under. I wake up the next morning. The note's gone. I go, oh, that's weird. I go in my sock drawer. I have less than a. Do- they gave me like a quarter. Wow. A note saying like a note saying like. You're lucky you get a dollar or something. something <laughs> they wrote you back, the bastards. <laughs> yeah. They wrote you back. Like, this goddamn kid asked for my money. Uh-huh, hit me something more. <laughs> fucking, teach you something. Yeah, I'll teach you. We fucking we'll give him food and clothes. He asked for more. I'm grateful, son bitch. That's amazing that they oh, wrote man. you back. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, my parents were, were kind of jackasses at the time. Yeah. But I, I, I mean... Yeah, like I, I, like I'd probably do the exact same thing. Yeah, like I, I never bought into that. I was like, wait a minute, we don't like have money, and there's somebody yeah. who's just gonna give me money for my tooth. Okay, this is stupid. For some reason, I ne- I thought that was stupid. The East, Easter Bunny, I I think I I can't remember buying into it, but I remember thinking it was really cool that I got Easter baskets. I don't know if I thought it was the Easter Bunny. I thought Easter baskets were magically cool that appeared to me on Easter or Easter Sunday. I thought that was awesome. I loved Easter mm. egg hunts, but I don't remember buying into into the bunny. I, I think I knew that was suspicious, but, you know, I got candy and stuff, so whatever. But, yes, yeah, but yeah Santa Claus bought. Santa Claus definitely bought for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know about Santa Claus. 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like kids are are fairly easy to buy. But like their their opinion is like one candy or a dollar. <laughs> well, here are the stipulations to get those things. You have to believe that a tiny woman or Dwayne Dwayne Johnson yeah. comes in your room at night. Johnson, yeah, yeah, I did it. Can you smell um, what the tooth fairies cooking? Takes tooth and lose a dollar. No, God, Dwayne <laughs> oh, Johnson. Oh, God. He did it. He did it so his kids could watch a movie he's in. Hey, you know what? That that logic has gotten us Raul Julia as M. Bison, so I can forgive that. That's also gotten <laughs> us uh, Ice Cube in that uh, Are We There Yet movie, and it's also gotten yeah. us uh, The Pacifier with Vin oh. Diesel. Although, I don't think he has kids. Wait, why would he do that? <laughs> why would he do that? <laughs> I, 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 think, I think there was a period of time where Vin Diesel and The Rock were just competing for roles, so it was like... <laughs> Oh no, that was before that though. Or was it around the same time? I think that was before that. Because people were like, "What the hell is this?" Or maybe it's the other way around. Maybe yeah, because the, the, the Tooth Johnson Fairy was, was much like with. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was just like time for a change. Well, I mean, he's always done a kids' movie too. He did the Iron Giant. Who did? Vin Diesel. Uh, Vin Diesel. Was the, Vin Diesel was the voice of the Giant. It makes so much sense. Why do you think now? he was chosen to be? <laughs> <Iron> <laughs> he friggin' nailed it. Oh yeah. God, Vin Diesel's my childhood hero. No, this is weird. No, I owe you a ten-second car. No, no. He's in my face. Uh, I'm in your face. Like really, rock that tree. <laughs> I love how Vin Diesel wore stilts to the recording studio to make himself feel more important for just saying "I am green." <laughs> That's got to be. But he says it in so much different intonation. He, he does, thing. but in all the interviews, it's just so embarrassing. He was like, "Yeah, I mean, everybody from Disney was like, they've never seen anything like that before. <laughs> it was great." Or stilts, and I was like, "Bro, it's so it's so embarrassing. You're not you're not that important." <laughs> method method yeah, acting is the best. Get anybody to do the that role? Best. Look at. Oh my god! I think they did it as like it's like a big joke. Oh, what if we get like Finn Diesel to do it? You think? I mean, yeah, like, why not? Let's do it. You know, he's terrible and whatever. Let's go for it. And then he did it. And they're like, oh, shit, he's here. Oh, he's... Oh, okay. I think we have to cast him now, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's here. He's dedicated. Okay, cool. Uh, Groot? <laughs> yeah, Groot. <laughs> and then when he wears stilts... Oh, he's wearing stilts. Oh, shit. He's taking this way too seriously. He's going to kill us if he ever finds out this is a joke. Uh, okay. Oh, Vin Diesel, that's the craziest thing we've seen ever. Oh, that's great, bro. Yeah. Isn't it right? Ugh, let me flex for a minute. Ha <laughs> Yeah, it's great, Vin Diesel. It's great. So, God, he can't ever find out. <laughs> he, will, joke. he will kill us all. <laughs> <laughs> like, I imagine like, everyone working on the cast is a bunch of nerds, and they're all like, oh, no, Vin Diesel, don't hurt me. It was a joke. <laughs> I'm, in your, I'm in your face. <laughs> the only thing like fast that, and furious like right now is your face hitting like the ground. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. that came from far. It's like it's like that one jock that kind of likes comic books and hangs out with the comic book nerds. Like when the new one comes out, and he gets everything completely wrong, but no one wants to correct him because they'll take their lunch money and beat them up. Or it's it's, it's like that grown ass man at that that uh, we, we went we went to a comic book uh, we went to a comic con at an awesome casino which will not be named nor the convention. And afterwards, we went to get drinks at a bar, and this and everybody was really really freaking cool. Like we were told there's gonna be like like some kind of cosplay thing at this oh, bar. Oh yeah, and, and and there wasn't, but. All the patrons there had no idea there was a Comic Con going on, and everybody was so happy to see us. Like, 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 mm. uh, Dave went as his, uh, as his Sith, uh, Darth, um, Septimus. Darth Septimus, sorry, excuse me for a moment. Uh, Jessica went as, I mean, not Jessica, oh, wow, where did that come from? Je- uh, Jennifer. Jennifer, that's my buddy's girlfriend, because he just sent me a text message through the podcast. Thanks, buddy. 
Uh, <laughs> thanks, buddy. Love the support. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, she went as, as a tweet like, and I went as Darth Maul, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, look at all this! Oh, you guys are so cool! Can we get a picture? Can we get a picture?" And this one guy, it had to happen. This one guy came over. Oh, so he's like a, like a convention, bro. Like, what do you guys do? I mean, it's just really cool and all, but like, what what is this? You guys dress up and stuff, you know? Oh, was, 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 is there chicks there? Hell yeah, I'm going. Joey, Joey Tough Nuts. Tough. It was Joey Tough Nuts. Joey Tough. There you got you got. No, 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 the there. best, the best they, was they Tony Macaroni the though. No, 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 wait, 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 like, even better, like, his... I'll story. tell you, you tell a girl a little bit about the force, the legs go wide away. <laughs> even better, the only person who could shut... Even better, the only person who could shut a guy like that up is his mother, like, his sisters, or his girl. His girl came out of nowhere, like, his wife or oh, something yeah. like that. She was like, like, what are you doing bothering them? It's Star Wars. What are you talking about? You guys look great. Get over here. You're drunk. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not drunk. What are you talking? I'm just talking to them. Don't talk to them. You guys look great. I love it. I love Star Wars. You're great, Darth Maul. I love you. I love you, too. Get out of here. And he's like, what? <laughs> She's not joking. That's exactly that's exactly how it was. It's like his wife or girlfriend just came in and she just like dragged him out of there and like she knew more more about the shit than he did, which was actually kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, she just kept that's like awesome. ra- she she was like handling him, talking to us, handling him. It was amazing. She had to grow up in this environment. She was just like, pow, stop talking, boom, you guys are great, pow, you're drunk, boom, you guys are awesome, pow, can I get a picture, boom, you shut up, get over there. It was amazing, ball in like in like in like, in like a, a Jersey accent. It was amazing. The both of them. It was amazing. Oh God. The only thing that makes that better is you know, in about twenty years, her voice is going to be a lot deeper than his. Uh, oh God, mustache oh, too, right? Like, <laughs> jo- Joseph, leave him alone. I don't care what they're dressed like. You gotta come back to bed. I'm talking to the Star Wars. I want to talk to the Star Wars. We'll talk to you. You don't remember those Wars. freaking kids from we? 20 years I don't ago? Care whose tattoos you're looking at? <laughs> How you what were they? They, was, they, they were Star Trek. They were like dressed as Star Trek. You know, one of them was a <laughs> raccoon kind of guy. It was weird because like 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 she knew who we were. He knew, but like he was still trying to be like that guy. It was weird. Yeah, yeah. It's like don't be that guy. Yeah. You know it's Star Wars. You know it's cool. Don't like you're talking to the right people. You can nerd out. It's okay. You don't have to look yeah. like Joey Toughnuts. It's fine, dude. Everybody loves Star Wars, dude. While we when we were taking pictures, like the, the biggest dudes, the biggest like dudes were coming up, like yo, can I get a picture? You guys this is fucking amazing. Like dudes that look like bodybuilders. You know, yeah. These like, guys, like for yeah. those of you who have never seen me, I'm a pretty, I'm a tall dude and like. Some of these guys like dwarfed me, and they just turned to like nine year olds when they saw us. It was like awesome, just like to see like the years fade away when they see a fucking lightsaber. Seriously yeah. though, and that's the most amazing thing. If you guys can go to conventions, please go. Go and cosplay because people flip out. I mean, yeah, when, whenever absolutely. they see us, yeah, dude, these guys are huge, big dudes, and they're like, "Oh, can I get a picture of you guys? You guys are awesome! Oh my god!" Like this one dude had like his whole family, and he was like a really big guy. He's like, "Hey, give me a picture. I want a picture with him. Give me just give me a picture." Like his wife is being all whatever. Can I get? His, oh, he's like, "I'm sorry." They're like, all right, honey, just take the picture. All right, and then we'll go. Okay, just take the picture, and then we'll go. All right, <laughs> and his kids are like standing right there, like, "Dad, can you please just go? We're so sorry." No, it's cool. I want a picture with them. I love Star Wars. Can I just do this, please? And we'll do the thing you want to do. All right. Right? And I was just like, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> like, how many people from Jersey came all the way up here to this casino for this convention? I still think from that one, and we'll like move on from here, is like the the, the casino pit boss. 
He that was, was so cool. That was cool. Because, like, all right, like, if you guys ever been to a casino, you can't walk into a casino with, like, disguises or makeup or cosplay. I was I was, I was going as Darth Maul, so obviously I had, you know, all the, all the, the makeup and uh, paint on my face. So there's signs that say, you know, you can't come in here with a certain thing. And they told us, too, you oh, you guys can't go in there dressed or whatever, whatnot. So we're walking by trying to go home, and all of a sudden we hear, hey, you, hey, you guys, hey, hey, you guys, come over here. And hey, you tree, come here. We just kept like, walking. We're like, eh, yeah. keep walking, whatever. And then we had to double back. Uh, we, we didn't figure where to go. Anyway, so we see the guy, and he's got a suit on. He comes from in the middle of all the tables, a roulette table, poker table. And we're like, oh, shit. Uh, he's like, you guys, come over here. Get over here. We get closer, and we see that he has a Batman tie. We're like, hang on. Wait, this guy's one of us. And then he just starts geeking out, just absolutely geeking out. This pit boss, you know, a basically guy take like who's in take Joe Pesci from floor. Casino, and that's who this guy was. Joe Pesci from Casino, that's this guy. That's who he was, like like build and everything. Except maybe a little thicker, and he just went ape shit, telling us like he has like a like a Darth Darth Vader mask that changes your voice. That he has like what I found impressive was he asked us if, asked us if our, our lightsabers are force effects. He owns force effects lightsabers. Yeah, which. Is awesome that he knew it by name. Like he is a true fan of this shit. I was, you know? fl- I was like, dumbfounded. I was like, "Whoa, this guy!" He was like, "Yeah." He's like, "I got force effects. I got, I got replicas and stuff like that." And I was like, "Wow, this dude is legit." And you would never think, you would never think he was a huge nerd. It goes to show, all of us are huge nerds. Everybody's a nerd. Just uh, you know, that's why we uh, got bad kitty fungies. Everybody can come together and nerd out and have fun. Be safe, you know. Hmm. But yeah, you would never figure. You should, you should check the site every day. Yeah, funky dot com, guys. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, for all the things you actually care about in our world. Plug! <laughs> in the middle of the podcast! So, kind of going back to Buckaroo Banzai. Buckaroo Banzai! Yeah, as we went off on a nice little half an hour tangent there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking about Oh, yeah! Um, so, kind of going as we're getting, we're getting, getting a little close to time. I would like to actually do what we're supposed to do at the end of our podcast and ask you guys my infamous secret, secret question. Um, so we all saw the movie, whether we liked it or not, or whether we could we could hardly sit through it or not. Well, yes. What <laughs> my question is is Hollywood knocks on your door. You are in charge of casting the remake to Buckaroo Banzai. Oh God. Who do you cast in the lead role, in the love interest, and pick, you know, like uh, the villain and two of his little crew people? So first, <laughs> they they came to me. Well, according I'd according like, to the credits, it has a sequel. Not have no. What would be a sequel? Would be a remake. Okay, you can. Re- you... It went. Like, yeah, well, it's, according to the credits, this, like, this is like Buckaroo a... This Bonsai cannot have a remake. Oh, I, I absolutely would do a remake, but just have it be, like, completely different from the other one. Like, you know, make it a slightly more serious, darker tone. You could totally do that with this. That could be cool. Also, they, they, they said his name a lot. Like, every scene was yeah. like, Buckaroo Bonsai, like, yeah, five times. I was like, what? Okay. It's like, we get it. It's a weird name. It's good. It's good. Back in funky. It's a weird name. We get it. It's good. It's fun. It's out of the ordinary. Bye, Bye Funky. Awesome. So, so to, to kind of get the ball rolling uh, on it for you guys, what I would do is I would make it more of a uh, Frank Miller Sin City style movie. Okay, that could be. I cool. would have I would have Keanu Reeves as Buck Bonsai. Buck. Um, as Bonsai. as he's supposed to be, like you know, part Japanese. You know, isn't like Keanu Reeves oh, a little bit of everything? Yeah. So kind of get a little bit of that in oh, there. Yeah. Right? Um, I would. I don't. 
for the love interest, I would probably go with Rosario Dawson. Ooh. Always a good choice. Hot as shit and awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I would make her definitely a, a lot less of like a, a, a fucking victim and have her just be kind of like a badass chick that just happens to be kind of in distress. Um, for the bad guy, I would have Mark Hamill. Boom. Two birds. Son one of a Got it in there. Did it. Got it. Got we Mark got Hamill in there. You bastard. If you guys aren't aware, we, we usually say Mark Hamill naturally in every podcast we do. Every podcast. We just work him in there somehow. Mark Hamill. <laughs> But I, I think he would be like good in this role, like seriously. Anyways, uh, just from what how he played the trickster on uh, the Flash. Oh God! I thought that was like pretty creepy. I was totally uh, most the Joker without it being the Joker. Well, he that's the voice he did for the trickster too, like in the nineties. Yeah, the nineties nineties cartoon, and well, he did it in the cartoon too uh, for Justice League in the two, early two thousands. Um, but yeah, in the in the nineties Flash TV live action TV show, um. And as for his crew, I'd probably have Jared Leto as, um, what's his name? Perfect Perfect Tommy. Okay. And I just keep Jeff Goldblum. Fucking <laughs> 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 Jeff Goldblum will play. <laughs> and it would literally be that same outfit, and it would be like the brightest red and everything that's like really gray. And, like, and brightest red you know. and grayest night. Yeah, well, so I'd either do like a, a Sin City kind of thing, or I'd go for maybe a more David Fincher look kind of thing, but definitely a dark, gritty tone, for sure. Um, I don't know, what about you, Casey? Oh, this is tough. Yeah. I, it, I had to pick uh, pick so many people for these roles. Um, the first thing when you said it, uh, the first guy that came to mind was actually Tom Hiddleston. Ooh, Ooh Loki. Ooh, as, really as Bonza, yeah. I think, uh, you know... Uh, Obviously, he 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 can ham it up like nobody's business as Loki, mm-hmm. um, but I wouldn't want to cast him as somebody like Lizardo because I just think it would be like almost like cheating yeah, yeah. that he could just 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 devour the scene. Yeah. Um, as Bonsai, I think he he could keep it more cool and collected. I mean, he he definitely has that presence about him when he's just being like candid. Yep. You know, o- outside of work. Sure. You know, or work in quotation marks, acting. You know, yeah, what yeah. have you. Um. Yeah, uh, he he would be my choice for Bonza. I think he could be pretty interesting. Um, like you, I think the idea of keeping Jeff Goldblum <laughs> in it is just it's just too hilarious to not to not copy. Um, tough for the bad guy though. Um, I don't know if I would actually remake the movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I kind of am sort of on board with the idea of there being a sequel. Uh, which what did they call it? Um, come on, brain. You just watch this damn thing. Uh, it's tough. Like the I, subtitles. I don't. Oh, against against the crime league or something, something like that. Like he goes up against like like a band of of villains. You know, something yeah, yeah, like the yeah, Legion right, of yeah. like yeah. he would he would be he would be going up against something like a Legion of Doom. Yeah. Um, Legion of Doom. Yeah. In which case, I mean, I don't know. You could get like like dudes like uh, like Michael Ironside or. Jeremy Irons or these other guys that have iron in their name. Say, like, <laughs> 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 no, no, yeah, no, I just uh, I I remember. Yeah, I I well, both of them are, are great actors. Um, Michael Ironside, you may know, he's the voice of Darkseid in Justice League, but he's also the bad guy in Total Recall. Mm, he's also like, he's like um, he's like the main henchman in that one. Well, he's also the voice of Sam Fisher in the vast majority of the Splinter Cell games. That's right. Yeah. Um. 
Not a totally intimidating man, but definitely uh, a guy with a commanding voice that you could see as like a leader of a group of bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jeremy Irons as well. I mean, he was the bad guy in uh, Die Hard 3. And he's also been in a ton of other stuff. And I think he's Alfred now? Uh, yes. Yeah, Irons, yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, I mean, he would also be kind of a cool villain to have. But I, I would probably keep it in the same vein where it's like maybe some of them are aliens. Or I'd probably throw in robots this time. Mm-hmm. Just because I feel like with with the amount of like wacky sci-fi tech that they have here. Like when Lizardo hooks up Bonsai to the, the machine. Oh, yeah. Or even when he hooks himself up to the machine. Yeah. He puts the thing on his tongue, like, stuff like that. Like, can you imagine what, like, androids or cyborgs would look like in this world? Like, they'd be absolutely crazy go-nuts. Yeah, that'd be really cool. So, I think I would probably do something like that. Hmm. Um, Serge? Oh, wait, uh, did Dave go? I did not. He did not. Go ahead, Dave. Oh, yeah. Alright, so as Buck Bonsai, I would get Tom Hardy. Nice. nice. You know, and I would do like something like, I don't want to say post-apocalyptic, but it's like they're looking for a new fuel source or something like that. You know what I mean? That's why they're doing this experiment because like shit's about to hit the fan. We're completely out of oil. Like there's nothing that powers our machines anymore except for like whatever like new energy source they can find. So they're doing mm-hmm. this experiment and I would take away some of the stuff that Buck Banzai does just to make it not as cheesy. Like mm-hmm. maybe he is just like uh like, put, like, some more into it. Like, instead of him being, like, a rock star, maybe he was, like, a boxer or some shit like that. But he also does, like, astrophysics. So maybe he boxed in college or fought MMA or whatever. You know, something, you know, that makes it mm. more, like, believable. Or maybe mm. he was just a neurosurgeon in the Army as a Green Beret or something. Who knows? But anyway, yeah. So he would be Buck Banzai as his... And the first thing I thought of as, like, the Japanese mentor guy, Ken Watanabe. Oh yeah, right. yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Let, yeah. let them fight. He'd be great. Let them fight. Let them fight. As a love interest, I really can't think of anyone. I'm going through like all the heroines in my head, and it's like, shit. I don't think I can beat Rosario Dawson. That's like too good of a. I, I really can't. You know, it's some good heroin. The, well, you you could play up to like pop culture too around this time. Like one of my backups would have been Lana Del Rey, just because how popular she is now, and she would fit or, into that world pretty well. Or or my number one choice for anything, Evangeline Lilly. Ooh, Ooh yeah. Evangeline Lilly. Who God, are... Evangeline Lilly, mother of good. I don't. Yeah. I, that name sounds familiar, but I... she's the kind of girl that's so hot you'd settle for a hug. Who is? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> who is she? I don't remember. I can't remember. It. Fuck. She, she's the she's the Wasp in Ant Man, and Kate from Lost. Oh. Oh no! You know what I just love interest? Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I forget her name, but she was in Daredevil. She played like their assistant in the law firm. Oh her! Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, she's uh, yeah. Jessica oh. True Blood. I don't know who. Yeah, her. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, she would be a love interest, right and I can actually see her doing pretty good for the villain. Um, you know what? Turn it up a notch and get Christopher Lloyd as the villain. Bring him back. Yeah. See, when I was thinking, or about Big or Kevin Spacey. Tay. What I was thinking, even for villains nice. too, was like maybe like like what you did, like get a reoccurring actor, make get Jeff Goldblum in as the villain because he could play a crazy scientist too. But then like I don't know who I would choose as Jeff Goldblum's character. Like, there's no, I don't think we have like a modern Jeff Goldblum. You know, like oh, sure we do. Ooh. It's um, Johnny Knoxville what's his, from no from the league. Uh, Nick. Um, oh, that guy. Yeah, who literally plays Jeff Goldblum's son. In yeah, that show. Ruxin. Or rather, Jeff Goldblum plays his father. Yeah, the guy plays um, Ruxin. Nick, Nick Kroll? Yeah, Nick Kroll. Oh, Nick Kroll. No, I don't know, though. I don't know. He doesn't have that, like... Like, I can't see Nick Kroll playing, like, 
Dr. Malcolm, you know, from Jurassic Park. I can't see him in, like, serious roles. No, huh? So, I don't know. That's what he said about Jim Carrey. It's just that mix. Ooh. Yeah, and then we got... um, the, the, the cable majestic. guy. Then we got the majestic. That was good. I like the majestic. Oh. And Eternal Sunshine, what? the spotless mind. Yeah. No, no. Well, majestic no, no. The number twenty three. I think that was like his worst. I mean, all his serious movies. Oh were yeah, great, that thing. The twenty three was. That was bad. That was bad. Twenty three was. That was twenty three. That was no. It was. I mean, he I, he did a great Fucking role, sure. Top secrets. I was like, get this out of my face. Top secrets. And, yeah. and I saw that in the movie theater. I was like, oh, this is so bad. And I remember, and would, I remember uh, the girl who you liked it too. I was like, really, you like this? Crap, no wonder we don't kill. Yeah, anyway, so this is not going to last. Well, well, what I appreciate about that movie, too, is um, so he played um, in Man on the Moon, right? He played Andy Kaufman. Oh, yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. Andy, Andy Kaufman's best friend, what was his name, the, played by Paul Giamatti? I know you're talking about, but yeah, yeah. That's that guy yeah. was in number 23. Really? Yeah, he was the um, the hotel like clerk. No shit! Yep. Yeah, so I was like, oh, that's really fucking cool. Look at that, huh. this guy. Bob something or other. I think his name was. I can't remember right now. Bob but, something. Um, Good old Bob, Bob something. Z- I don't know, something. Bob Z. You know you know who else might be fun to see as a mad scientist bad guy? Who? As long as we're keeping this movie weird. Fred Armisen. Yeah? Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Yeah. Or Bill Hader. Ha, <laughs> Bill, Bill Hader. That'd be pretty good. Actually, I'd, I'd, I'd probably Saturday Night Live people. I'd probably recast Jeff Goldblum with Bill Hader and have Jeff Goldblum be the bad guy. Would you? Would you have him uh, be like do his best Jeff Goldblum impression? Oh, that'd be awesome! I was just thinking <laughs> that, but now I am. <laughs> that'd be fantastic. Like just, just complete, like just completely on the nose about it. That'd be so good. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and and my I didn't get to say what my like story arc would kind of be for my movie. I would steal right from Jonathan Hickman and have it be a meeting of the parallel uh, Buckaroo Banzais. So oh. you would have it would be this whole big thing, and at the end, uh, the Peter Weller would show up as the original Buckaroo Banzai and change the tide of battle with his like just oh ridiculous over the top antics. Cause Hollywood. Yep. That's that's what I would do, and it would just be like all these different actors playing Buckaroo Banzai with different. Uh, Different styles of acting, different mentalities, different rules in the different universes, stuff like that. Almost like Spider-Verse, too. Yeah. So, like, they would bring the bad guys to the original Buckaroo Banzai's world where the good guys always win. And he would show up, obviously a lot older, maybe a little more grizzled, and just, like, you know, with his fucking rocket car. Buckaroo Banzai in Mayhem of the Multiverse. Oh, that'd be so good. That'd be it. That's it. Um, yeah. Search. What, or, Dave, are you finished? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of like okay. I was trying to think of like what car he would ride in other than like a Ford truck, but he made like a motorcycle or DeLorean. Oh, no, a, a Tesla. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. That's pretty cool. Sexy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Tesla. So, Definitely a Tesla. Yeah. So last up to order is Sergio. All right, so what, what would you like to eat tonight? <laughs> oh God! Hmm, well, let's see. I had the Buckaroo Bonsai. It wasn't very good. And mm. Send it back. Yeah. Mm. Um. Mm. Hmm, let's see here. Well, since I, I really think that's kosher. Hmm. Yeah. One of something that's not Buckaroo Bonsai. So I didn't care for Buckaroo Bonsai that much. It had some interesting moments, like uh, like yeah, like the scene where he's playing on stage because you know he's in a rock band, and he said, "Oh, there's somebody crying tonight." That part actually, I was the only part that I actually enjoyed and really laughed out loud in this movie. 
And then the whole mm-hmm. thing where she just tried to like shoot herself in the middle of like the whole club, and then they all yeah. had guns for some reason. Like they all had guns and pulled it on her, and they're like, "Get her out of here!" Like what? <laughs> that was the only part that, that that I enjoyed. Other than that, it was pretty ridiculous. Um, so because of that, I'm just gonna shit all over this <laughs> secret question. So I'm gonna pull a club. So I'm gonna have Eddie Murphy play Buckaroo Bonds. I'm gonna have Eddie Murphy play all of his. Eddie Murphy play the Love no! Actress. Have Eddie Murphy play all of his band of friends. <laughs> have Eddie Murphy play everyone. I'm gonna pull the clubs and shit all over Buckaroo Bonds because I don't like it that much. Except, <laughs> except, except for the little fat, the little, uh, the little fucking kid who is the son of the guy at the junkyard, and that's played by like. Fucking whatever those. That's played by like Nutty Professor. <laughs> that's played by Samuel Jackson. He has that, to be in everything and in a fat suit. That's uh and uh, Donald Glover. <laughs> and Donald, Donald Glover is in there too. And that's it. And that's the whole movie. And they're gonna, that's it. And they're gonna do nothing. <laughs> and it's called the Nutty Professor Three. <laughs> oh god, that's that's my go. God, Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, clumped it. I did, everybody. I clumped it. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Hey, I, I mean, I, I didn't enjoy this movie as much as I thought I would, but I wouldn't yeah. say that I, I outright disliked watching it. I you know, disliked uh, watching it. I wanted to stop it many times. I'm I'm so glad that you stuck it out for movie club. I, I really We're did. Doing it for the club, watched, damn it! I watched for the, the whole club. Thing. I was like, oh god, is this all for that <laughs> funky need juice? <laughs> It, it's definitely one of those things, too. It takes a like, whenever you watch older movies like that, like, from, like, you know, the, the early to mid-80s, like, the the production quality is so low that it's just, like... Nope, yeah. was, was, no. was not that for me. I love I, I love movies me, that was a from part. that era. I love movies from the early 90s, late 80s, 80s. You know, some that had, don't have great production quality, like uh, Little Monsters didn't have that great production quality if you look back on it, but it was a really good movie. Uh, uh, Flight of the Navigator. Uh, I love Flight of the Navigator. That was pretty cool. Um, oh had... yeah, yeah. You remember that movie? That movie was yeah. dope. Flight of the Navigator. That was sick. French Savage. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that was a great movie. Yeah, and it had nice good production quality. Yeah, I like movies like that back then. You know. Yeah. Well, for me personally, that was one of the the hurdles that I had to get over. Oh, okay. Where it's just like, and then you know that uh, that green screen, like when he's parachuting down, matters at all. I was like, oh god, it's so good. Come that's on. all they had back then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm a big fan of just like things looking as realistic as possible, like at the time that I see them, and um, like low production quality, like that kind of like takes me a little getting used to, and you know, obviously like some practical effects that aren't successful kind of get me to that. I'm like, eh, they, they work really well in horror movies. Like I like uh leprechaun. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Like, like stuff like that, like child's play. Yeah. Yeah. Movies like that. Like that works really well. And especially in instances where the director's like, all right, this does not look very good. We're going to use this sparingly. Like the first child's play. I don't know if you guys have seen that recently, um, but Chucky's actually in it when he moves very little until the end. It almost has it has like a Jaws kind of feeling to it. That's true. That is very true. And, I, think, um, I think that's what makes it play so up good. The fact, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they play up the fact that you don't know that it's like the doll killing people until like you know the mid to end. Like you think it could be like, I think it's something like they think it's a kid or something like that. You know, it's just something weird going on. And then you know, if Child's Play two happens at three, and then so on. So then it gets and married and to Jennifer Tilly, and, has and she has a baby, <laughs> and it's full. God, Bride of Chucky, and all that nonsense. Horror There's actually movie. a really good Child's Play that came out like not too long ago. I think it's called Resurrection or whatever. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like really good. Basically, was it? like don't, really? I don't believe you. Yeah, no, 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 no. Trust <laughs> really? me, trust me. It was really good. <laughs> I super don't believe you. Well, basically, it takes place like about thirty or so years after like Child's Play, Child's Play, mm-hmm. and basically, it's like this girl who's like paralyzed from like the waist down, and she like inherited like this house from her parents who passed away. So she's like in this big ass fucking mansion, but she's in a wheelchair. And she's young. She's like twenty nine or thirty. And then, like, she inherits, like, this doll, which happens to be Chucky, you know? But he has, like, doesn't have the scars on his face, all that shit. So what happens is, apparently, when Charles Lee Ray, when he first, you know, was going to get killed and whatever, her mother was his last victim, and she was pregnant with the girl. So he goes to stab her, kills the mom, but, you know, like, kind of, like, nicks the baby. So he she's, he's the reason why she's paralyzed and weights down. And now it's basically Chucky hunting down, like, all, like, his last victims and killing them. So he just kind of, like, ah. got rid of – it just gets rid of, like, the whole cheesy factor. And Jennifer, Jennifer Tilly's in it. She actually plays, like, Tiffany it's still, like, you know, because the soul of Tiffany went into her. And she's basically helping him, like, mailing him to all these people that he didn't kill and he's just catching up to them. It kind of brought – and it brought back, like, the scary, fucked-up stuff that the original Child's Play did, like – the same stuff. You don't see him moving. You think she's going nuts and like people start dying and it's kind of bloody and it's like it's not cheesy whatsoever. It's actually really, really good. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like the most recent like child's play movie. It came out like maybe two or three years ago. I kinda remember that now that you're mentioning that they're they're remaking it to go more to, towards its roots and less towards the silly. And I appreciated yeah, the silly. And it was but, like, good. It was like yeah. really good. Like take it from me, like I love horror movies and like I went in there thinking, like, oh, it's going to be shit. That's probably why I thought it was so good. But it was actually, it was really good. It was really entertaining. Hmm. All right, like all good things, uh, it's got to come to an end. That's all we have time for today on the Bad Kitty Funky Podcast. No. Now it's time to say goodbye. To all of you. B-A-D. Goodbye. C-O-I-O-T. Yep, yep, spelled it. So, uh, <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we did it. Did it, everybody. All right, everyone. That's it for the podcast. Make sure to check us out at badcodyfunky.com slash podcast. Tune in every Thursday night at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash badcodyfunky. Also, catch our podcast on iTunes. Take us on the go. Listen to us in the car and on other devices. So if you can't get it to the iStore, if you have a drawer, go to SoundCloud and download their app and uh, search for Bad Cody Funky. You can get us on there, too. Until next time, guys, this has been Booster Greg. What up? The bearded man is Dave. You. TV's Casey. Hey. And I'm Sergio. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you later or we'll see you another time. And remember, no matter where you are, where you go, there you are. <laughs> <laughs>